Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. Uh, we are back with Reese Yant as our guest. Um, Reese, you've been part of Victory Point for your whole life. Yeah, just about. Just about your whole life. Um, I am a pastor and you are a uh, what PK. You? PK. But I'm also kid. a PK. Really? Do you know my dad is a pastor? No, I did not know that. Yes. So, um, it's, I mean, not all PKs are the same, but <laughs> you and I are both PKs, which is kind of cool. Pastors yeah. kids. Um, that's how I grew up as well. And something that I could not stand is the patio when I was a kid, like being like, the, what I mean is like the, you know, the lobby time after church and it just could not get my dad to leave the lobby time everyone would be wanting me to come up to him and talk to him and uh i would just like just want to go home so bad <laughs> no i think uh me and my siblings can identify with that yep. and if my if people aren't coming up to my dad he's going up to people to uh-huh. talk to he's always it seems he's the last one yeah. out of that church every sunday yeah can we drive a different car and just oh, well, go yeah home? as yeah. soon as we became 16 there was more freedom in that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm really sensitive of my girls like I'm like, I can see them just tugging in my arm. I'm just like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> but that's not an issue anymore. I just turn off the Zoom call and we're done. So <laughs> it's not really happening anymore. Anyway, all that to say, um, Reese, you've been part of Victory Point for a while. I would love to just hear like, what's one thing that uh, Victory Point means to you? Or like, what, yeah, what does Victory Point mean to you? And why? I know that your family is part of Victory Point, but um, why do you choose to be part of Victory Point? So, I mean, you kind of hit it right on the head, family. My family does go to Victory Point, but since I've been going there so long and since my you know, dad is the pastor and then my mom has served in prominent volunteer roles, I've gotten to know so many people at the church that yeah. I can say a lot of them are like family to me. Yeah. So like, I really feel so welcome going there every Sunday and like, I can't wait to see everyone again after who knows how long this whole pandemic thing will last, but I'm really excited to get to go back and see everyone because I know them. I've grown up with them. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. It really has become a family, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, I I think that's uh, not just for those who grew up since they're very young, but um, I think there's a lot of people at Victory Point who would say, yeah, this is like my family. So Mm -hmm. that's cool. I love that. Well, let's dive into today's passage, Numbers 11, uh, verses 24 through 30. Um, I'll go ahead and read that, if that's all right. Okay. And we'll just kind of discuss it together. Numbers 11, verse 24. So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. And he gathered 70 elders of the people and placed them all around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took some of the spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 elders. And when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied, but they did not do so again. 
two men remained in the camp, one named Eldad and the other named Medad, and the spirit rested on them. They're among those registered, but they had not gone out to the tent. And so they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua, son of Nun, the assistant of Moses, one of his chosen men said, My Lord Moses, stop them. But Moses said to them, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. And Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. So, Reese, as we read that passage, is there anything that just grabs your attention out of there? I think it's when that young man went up to Moses and said, like, well, he was worried that these two people were prophesying in camp, even though inherently when we think about it, that should be a good thing. Yeah, yeah. He was so focused and distracted by the things of this world and the hierarchy and like Moses being the leader and no one kind of taking that role from him that he thought these people prophesying in camp, even though it was from the Lord was a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I lo- it's yeah. so easy to get just like, that's a very easy parallel for today. Cause I think it's so easy to be distracted by trying to do the right thing that we ultimately can lose sight of the meaning behind it. Yes. Okay. It reminds me of other times in scripture where it's like, uh, so-and-so is casting out demons in your name, you know, and they're not part of us. And he's like, yeah. So like they're doing my work. Isn't that something good? And we are so quick to draw lines. Um, what happens before this is, um, God gives very specific instructions to Moses about like, well, first of all, Moses is complaining. He's like, Lord, kill me. The, the people are complaining so bad that I want to die. And God is like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I want you to gather 72 of the elders, tell them to come into the tent of meeting. And there I'm going to spread out the spirit. I'm going to take the spirit that's on you. I'm going to apportion it to the 72. He's going to spread the leadership power around which is beautiful. And so he does it, but there's two people who don't follow the instructions and they get the spirit too. Right. And, um, there's a, it's totally, it's like, uh, it's like Judas too. Who's like, uh, this woman is not supposed to be in this house. She's not following the rules. You know, she shouldn't be worshiping and defiling herself in front of you. And Jesus is like, um, actually, no, she's, she's doing the right thing here. Like, this is good. Um, and just our, our tendency as humans to draw lines and boundaries around who's in and who's out and um, to, to play the judge or to say, like the police, like, you can't do this or you're not qualified. Or um, I think this happens with like uh, church leadership too, with like, oh, your staff and your elders. And so you, do, you guys do the work or whatever. And me, I'm not qualified. I shouldn't pray out loud. I shouldn't, you know, uh, lead worship. I shouldn't read scripture. I shouldn't be on a podcast, whatever. And um, how those boundary lines get crossed. The Holy Spirit crosses those boundary lines. And it's something to be celebrated when that happens. Yeah, it's a great equalizer. Yes, definitely a great um, equalizer. Yeah, I love that. Um and Mo- Moses is totally unconcerned about that. Um, he seems to be so graceful about it. Would that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. Um, 
that seems to me like be a foreshadowing of um, there's stuff in Joel about the you know spirit of the Lord will be poured on all flesh, but then also um, you know yesterday's passage Acts two like praise God um, that all the people uh, receive the Holy Spirit so um, that's good news man and, and I think it's God's grace to go all right everybody is in on the game now we have a, a kingdom of priests as First Peter says so. That's good news. Um, anything else you want to draw out of this passage, Reese? I, I just think it's cool that it was Joshua who was ultimately concerned because he later was Moses' successor. So I think this was a big teaching point for him. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like there's uh, some apprenticing that happens here. Um, it literally sounds exactly like what the disciples say to Jesus when they see other people doing miracles. Like, Jesus, aren't you going to stop them? And here Moses is like, like, no, don't, don't worry about it. Like, I think this has so many implications for how we guard, um, you know, we, we try to put limits or put definitions around how the Holy Spirit is able to work and who the Holy Spirit can use. And um, I love Moses' posture to be willing to be surprised and to be gracious with um, how we point to the work of God um, across boundaries. So um, that's, uh, I don't know, that's really cool. Thanks for drawing that out, Reese. Appreciate that. All right. So tomorrow uh, will be Wednesday, of course. And um, tomorrow we're going to be looking at Psalm 104, verses 24 through 34, and then 35B. Why did they skip 35A? Guess we'll find out. So weird. (laughs) Maybe you can look at that between now and then. And we can find out why they skipped 104.35a. All right. Um, See you tomorrow. And we'll be in your earbuds then. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.